and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back. Once again, Bread and Circuses podcast. I am Rooster, here with Crow. Hello. Hey, Crow. You're a fat. Ladies and gentlemen, boys oh, yeah? and girls. Yeah, that's what I think about that. Why don't you play it again? All right. Why don't you play it a third time? Should we edit or should we just let it go? Let's just let, let it, it go. go. Let that's it go. Let it ride. That's a professional production here. All right. Anyway, I was going to say, you're a fatty. I'm a fatty? Yeah. Why don't you just call me a fat? <laughs> like Joe, Joe Biden would. No, you're morbidly obese. Oh, yeah. As they say. Yeah, as they say. <laughs> yep. Someone in your uh, age age limit as well as your weight class. Well, um, just randomly picking a person, Nancy Pelosi's morbidly decrepit. <laughs> so, uh, it, did you hear Tucker go after her about that? No. So he said, "You know, I I thought we weren't supposed to comment on people's appearance." He goes, "If you look at Nancy, Nancy looks she's almost eighty. And she looks 32. I don't know. He's like, I don't really judge. (laughs) He said, why is that? He goes, we could guess, but I don't know. So, yeah, she's. uh, So the story is, for the people that didn't hear, is uh, Trump came out and said that he was taking hydroxychloroquine. And when I thought he said oxycodone. Yeah. When the reporter, yeah, might as well have said it. (laughs) And when the reporters asked him uh, how long, he said, oh, a couple weeks. And uh, everybody lost their shit, the Democrats. And uh, Nancy Pelosi said, I don't think he should be taking that because it's it's not approved. And the, the doctors are saying that it's that it could be deadly, especially for someone in his in his age group and his weight group. Let's say, you know, uh, what they say, morbidly obese. Yeah, let's just be honest. His weight group. Yeah. So, but then you get all these fucking jackasses talking about every article after article and, and, and talking head after talking head talking about how deadly hydroxychloroquine can be. It can be deadly. Heart palpitations, for God's sake. Why is the president taking that? It's like, you motherfuckers want him dead anyway. Why wouldn't you? If, if you really thought it was deadly, you'd be like quietly rubbing your hands together, waiting for him to keel over from a heart palpitation, you pieces of shit. You know it's not deadly. You know he's taking it the right way. You know he's got a doctor there 24 fucking 7 monitoring him. And you know if you look at the studies that hydroxychloroquine and zinc, which basically what it does is it makes zinc work better. Um, is fine on its own, really, pretty much off-label. But when you start adding it to a Z-Pack, that's when you have to start monitoring for uh, heart palpitations, but they still do it. Thank you, Dr. Crow. Bing, bang, boom. I'm all lit up. <laughs> yeah, you're salty right <laughs> off the bat. We got two MFers already out of you. We barely even started. Yeah, what's funny is if he stops taking it, they'll be like, he doesn't believe it works, does he? Yeah. Well, there's half of them are saying that he said he's taking it, but he's lying because he knows it's deadly. Well, did you hear who... And he wants to kill people. Did you hear who was getting after him for taking it? Chris Cuomo. And oh, then did okay. you hear what Chris Cuomo's wife said? He, she, yeah, but she, 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 she spouts all kinds of nonsense. She admitted he was taking quinine, which is the organic form of hydroxychloroquine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So taking pretty much the same thing. Yeah, but it's natural. Well, yeah. And he was in his basement the entire time. Oh, that Cuomo. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, maybe. No, it was the other one. Governor Cuomo? Yeah. Andrew. Andrew Cuomo. Not Christopher. The presidential acting uh, Andrew Cuomo. Our next president, Andrew Cuomo. The one who uh, forced nursing homes to take COVID positive. And the one that didn't start, uh, didn't uh, think about maybe sanitizing the uh, subway system until like six weeks in. Look, that's a New York City issue. Yeah. He's the governor, so mm-hmm. he's got bigger things to do than run one of the largest. Right. And when they the asked States. him, you know, someone did someone ask, was it De Blasio that someone asked at a press conference, or was it Cuomo? They asked, um, "Are you going to take responsibility for the deaths at these uh, at these um, um, old folks' homes?" And he's like, "Well, they were going to die anyway." That's basically his response. <laughs> like, that wasn't word for word, but that's what he said. Yeah, he said, uh, "He said, you know, who are you going to blame? God, nature? Yeah. These people were vulnerable. They were going to die." You can't stop every death. Motherfucker, that's what we've been saying, asshole. That's three. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. I'm going to be. Yeah, I better make sure I check the explicit check mark before I publish this. Don't you always? Hey, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I think I might have forgot. 
well, speaking of uh, of um, statistics and all of this stuff, one of the things I heard, this is going to segue me into the next thing I want to talk about quick. I heard on Rogan's podcast, he had someone and he said, do you know the average age of the person who's dying from COVID is 87? And the average age of people in the United States who die is 81? <laughs> There you have it. If that that was, tells you everything you need to know about this. If those statistics existed in a vacuum, and they don't. Yeah. But if they did, you'd be like, hey, get COVID, last seven more yeah. years. Yeah. But it does tell you all you need to know about the hype. That's That's been the the fear-mongering that's been going on. I, I, I understand the first couple of weeks, but then once the actual real stats started coming in, and I know they were saying, well, you know, New York was just this huge spike and all that. Yeah, I get it. But – you still they were they were relying on projections still at that point after two weeks no no more projections you you rely on stats your projections have been completely off put to get thrown together by college students you know on a weekend and then that's you know was that Minnesota that did that I don't know uh, Tim Walls um, they just came out that I think it was Tim Walls or was it New York I can't remember someone relied on like college students to put together uh, projections um, and it took them a weekend and one of the college students bragged about how oh I couldn't believe how they used my projections and we didn't even go through all the the regular uh, um, uh, screenings and 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 um, you know um, rigorous testing in order to find out that our peer review yeah peer review you know, we, we haven't didn't even have to go through that. and they this the government used my model it's like yeah that's why there's a fucking problem with that well is it was it Walls that did that? Or, I can't remember. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah. I did hear that. Uh, is it the Neil Ferguson, the British guy who basically shut the whole country down on his recommendation? Yeah, the one that slept with his mistress and they yeah. both had coat or she thinks her husband had it and he had it and he thought he was immune and all kinds of nonsense. Yeah. Uh, the, I heard a story that they were testing his model that he used, taking the model and inputting the same numbers in and getting different statistics each time yeah nobody could nobody could uh they couldn't make it there was work. no baseline for it and yeah, didn't but his model was flawed like yep. it actually had it actually had like bugs in it or something that was not coming out right yeah but he's an activist so and an entire country couldn't figure this out there weren't enough smart people to figure out that the guy they were calling a smart person had a bad model i i don't understand the the rush by every well, I do the rush by everybody to sort of lock people down. You know, it's for your for your uh, for your safety. Right. I'm tired of everybody's safety. Yeah, we don't have guaranteed safety. And anybody that says you get guaranteed safety is a fucking either an idiot or a liar. Crow, isn't it your responsibility to watch out for your fellow human beings? Is it my responsibility? Yes, no, it's your it's responsibility. Not. Absolutely not. You have to go out of your way to assure the safety of your fellow man, right? Mm -hmm. Who doesn't give a shit about you, right? Yeah, exactly. I've, and I've it's my responsibility to pay for them too. I've started saying, you know, when people say we're all in this together, I stop them and say, no, we're all in this. That's that's all that's true. We're yeah. all in this. Yeah, there's never, there's no more such, there's no such thing as everybody together on anything. Well, it's funny when you see, and there have been more of them. There have been more uh, stores that are going to close for good, shops. Pier 1 today, the, the um, what would you call that place? I mean, it's a home furnishings place, but they have all sorts of boutique-y little items. But Pier 1's a huge chain. Yeah. They said that they are not going to have stores anymore. They're going to go strictly online. Yeah. Which well, is, they were closing down. Pier 1's were closing down before the COVID thing. Yeah, but Pier 1, more than most places, I would think, is that kind of place you got to touch it, feel it sort of thing. Yeah, especially since you know half their shit is really garbage. Yeah. And it's all overpriced. It's from China. 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 Yeah. Uh, I mentioned Rogan briefly. Did you hear about his deal he signed with Spotify? No. He signed a $100 million exclusive exclusivity deal with Spotify. Damn. So he's going to be off YouTube including his entire library. So Spotify bought all of it. So he's going to go to, I think, a subscription service, but he's still going to have some free stuff or whatever. Spotify is going to add video so that you can watch Rogan stuff, some of it for free. But he's going to be off YouTube. And there has been some rumor, unverified and who knows, because $100 million is a good enough reason to go. 
um, but that he's tired of videos getting taken down when somebody says the wrong thing. Oh, yeah. Good. So he was, uh, when he had Tim Pool on the last time, Tim Pool said, I can tell you a name that we could say on this and this video will be demonetized. And Rogan goes, say it. He's like, I don't want to say it. Hmm. And so he basically, it's the whistleblower. Yeah. He said, if I say that, the whole thing's down. And uh, apparently there have been lots of YouTube videos that midstream are just getting shut off. And, you know, they're throwing some creators out. But uh, the rumor is that uh, Rogan was starting to get sick of that. So Spotify has called him before and said, hey, let's do this. And he always said no. Because it's it's also rumored that he makes $75,000 an episode, which is a shit ton mm-hmm. of money. I mean, the guy's got a lot of money anyway. And uh, I think the biggest podcast in the country, um, if you go just by listens. Um, but, you know, so all of that was enough to make him go, yeah, okay, I'll take Spotify's money. Yeah. So I now there's this uh, – and he's actually talking about leaving California too. Yeah. He, well, was talking, he was talking to Brian Callen. You're kind of foolish to stay there at this point. Well – and he was saying, what, I have to stay inside for three months? He goes, this is this is dumb. This is foolish. He goes, you can't tell me I have to wear a mask everywhere I go. You, you can't do that. You have people like Joe Rogan who say they're on the left, even though I think he's on the right. He had to go around with Steven Crowder about that. Crowder's like, no, you're on the right. And uh, Joe's <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. But Rogan thinks he's firmly on the left, and he wants to get out of Los Angeles which he admits he loves for the weather and the comedy store and all that because yeah. he still goes and does that all the time. But, I mean, he's looking at moving. And then uh, Elon Musk made California blink with his whole thing. Um, you know, they were shutting his plant down, and he goes, no, nope, I'm opening my plant up. Alameda County, I think it was, which I don't know where that is in California. But he basically dared them to shut him down. And he told his employees, if you don't feel like showing up, you don't have to show up. But I'm going to be there. And uh, he asked the police, if you're going to arrest anyone, I um, I asked that it just be me. Don't hassle my workers. Mm-hmm. But now California is saying, well, yeah, we'll, we'll let him open his plant with some restrictions. And, and he's saying, you know what? Too bad. I'm going to go. So uh, Texas has been courting him. Oklahoma has. So... It's uh, it's sad that California would chase an African African American businessman like that out. <laughs> South African, still African American. Right. More right? more African American than a lot of people that he's are considered born African in Africa. He's born in Africa. He's from Africa, and he has an American citizenship. So, isn't that the very definition of African American? Absolutely. So I I think it's terrible that California would chase a fine upstanding. Brilliant innovator like Elon Musk, an African-American icon out of their state over this coronavirus panic. <laughs> well, I'm trying to find – I'm looking up uh, the, the students that did the uh, uh, modeling. So I'll find that eventually and I'll let us know. Didn't we talk about that like two podcasts ago? I mean, aren't we off? Aren't we on from that? Oh, we're not talking about COVID anymore? <laughs> we're not talking about the Wu flu? I don't have to type Wu flu in our show notes anymore? Well, you know, uh, Kamala Harris says you can't say woo flu. Ah. That's hate speech. So she wants to make it illegal for you to say woo flu. And mm. Mark Stein, kung Mark Stein was on for uh, Rush today, and he was doing the he was doing the kung flu fighting song. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. they were chopping up the bats and horking them down. <laughs> <laughs> so she wants to shut him off from that. Well, while you're looking this up. Uh, did you see how Joe Biden embarrassed the shit out of Stacey Abrams by accident? No. So he has her, she, they both get, uh, Lawrence O'Donnell invites, uh, on MSNBC invites Biden on and Biden wants Stacey Abrams to be on the show. And so Abram or, uh, uh, O'Donnell is hyping this whole thing up. Yeah, she's going to be on the show, and Joe's going to be on the show, and maybe we're going to have an announcement. He gets Joe on there, and he says, Joe, Stacey's here. You wanted her here. Is there an announcement you're going to make? Stacey Abrams just sitting there beaming like this. Glowing. <laughs> I saw this on Jimmy Dorsch, on Jimmy Dorsch's podcast. And uh, 
she goes, oh, yeah, Stacy's been great. She's, you know, she's a great example of, uh, you know, someone who's really been after this whole equality and voting thing and just starts sort of babbling. And you can see Stacey Abrams' so face just sort of fall. And she's she has this, like, who farted look on her face. Like, <laughs> and Lawrence O'Donnell, you can tell, is just sort of going... Oh, what, fuck. Yeah. What's, this, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> but Biden was just going on. It was like he wanted to have her on so they could go, you go, girl. You're awesome. <laughs> and Ridiculous. she and O'Donnell are sitting there like, that's it. That's all you wanted us here for. <laughs> it's like being called in your boss's office and go, uh, yeah, I need you to come into my office and uh, close the door. You come in there and you're like, what? And he goes, uh, damn, it's a nice day outside, isn't it? <laughs> You like nice weather, don't you? Do you want to throw the office office Christmas party? Yeah. We yeah, picked I, you for the office Christmas party to, to I, throw that. I, lo- I like nice weather. Yeah. Um, let's have a picnic tomorrow. Can you organize <laughs> that for me? Sure. <laughs> um, and while I'm on the subject of Los Angeles with Joe Rogan and their uh, and Elon Musk and all of that, I know I jumped off it for this Stacey Abrams thing, but uh, did you see that, you know, L.A.'s canceled graduations and all that? Yeah. Do you see the woman who's like their uh, health minister? That's not it, but. The woman, quote unquote? Is that the one you're talking about or no? No, no, no. This is a woman. Oh, an actual woman. Okay. But <laughs> I saw a meme that said she is the most unhealthy looking health official there is. Ah, uh, yeah. She, well, there's another state's health official that's a. Pennsylvania. Quote unquote woman that's telling us uh, how, what we need to do for our mental health. That's a man, baby. Ma'am! <laughs> We'll get back to that one because there's some interesting stuff there. But uh, so L.A. canceled graduations like most places did. Okay. And then uh, uh, so a bunch of these schools got together and said, hey, let's have in-car graduations. Like these processions that a lot of people have done for birthday parties and things like that. And this woman who's in charge of this comes in and cancels it and goes, no, see, that's still an event. You can't have events. Okay. And she's basically, I don't know how you how you can't understand that, but no. So she says, unfortunately, I understand graduation is kind of a big deal to some people, but uh, yeah, you can't do that. Hmm. I, don't they understand they're pissing off people who are just in the middle well, and are just getting tired of this? At least who was it uh, that had they've been advertising on the radio that well you know for the class of 2020 you weren't able to have commencement speakers oh it was iHeartRadio. you weren't able to have commencement speakers so we have all the ones you've been clamoring for that you've been waiting for like hillary clinton barack obama and all kinds of liberal names and i'm like yeah i'm sure everybody's just fucking chomping at the bit to hear these fuckers and then obama gave his little commencement speech and uh, obviously, you know, brought up uh, COVID and, and how uh, the good thing about COVID is it uh, showed us that these leaders don't know what they're doing and uh, they aren't even pretending to know what they're doing. It's like, okay, that was really clever and that was really insightful there, oh, Obama. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. That's going to be a, that's going to be something I'm going to look back on in 20 years as a, as a, a graduate of high school and go, God, that really was a salient point he just made. That really made me optimistic about my future. That, that was relevant to me and what I'm going to be doing with myself. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, Rooster just showed me the picture of this uh, uh, cadaver, that <laughs> this Nita, walking cadaver. Nita Leleveld. She is the uh, let's see, L.A. County Health Commissioner. Oh, no, wait. Sorry. I have this wrong. I had it. Who was tribute to? Dr. Barbara Ferrer, Director of L.A. County Public Health. She is... She looks like a freaking cadaver. Yeah. Oh, my God. So well, she's she's the one to, ooh, that's not a good pick. Yeah, she's a walking corpse. She's like a, a necromancer, raised her from the dead. Um, hey, that necromancer was just trying to raise a family. Da-da. Oh, I wish I had the sound effect. <laughs> um, Badumtish. There we go. I know, um, I know which one you were going to drop. The... Uh, we were talking about not allowing social gatherings. So in Minnesota here, remember, did you remember about that? The state health officials stopped a drive-in movie at Birch's on the Lake. Remember that? No. When was that? This was on May 5th. Because so, Birch's was doing stuff just this week. Yeah. Well, May 5th, though. I mean, that was... Okay. So you know, it's okay now, but it yeah. wasn't then? So Birch's on the Lake had lost about 70% of its regular revenue while doing the takeout only because they just that's just not their... Right. That's not their bread and butter. Uh, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> so the owner came up with a plan to do a family night 
at the drive-in outside the Long Lake restaurant because that's part of what they did. Sold out in a day, Burton Joseph said. The plan was to hand out notes to customers explaining the safety rules, stay in their cars, maintain distance, no alcohol. They would be allowed to call in an order for takeout, eat in their cars. All, you know, reasonable stuff. On Monday, state officials, that was, so this was the fifth. Uh, on Monday, state officials told Joseph he could not have the event. Uh, and he goes, if we're coming up with ideas to keep everyone safe at this point, I feel like they deserve to get give someone a chance, he says. Um, he, but, but, but I'm not going to, the governor was asking that people not gather in any way or assemble any way publicly because that, that was part of the extension of the executive order and they did not qualify for the, um, the relaxed, um, whatever, this isn't part of the, I'm, re, I'm saying this on my own. I'm not reading this, but yeah, they didn't qualify. So he, they, yeah, sent, a an order saying that, uh, you know, outdoor recreational activities, um, like performances and spectator events are not allowed during the stay-at-home order, even if you're isolated in your car, which everybody rides up to these restaurants anyway to do their takeout, and there's like, you know, cars in the parking lot waiting for their orders to be hand-delivered to them. How is that fucking any different, you know? Yeah. So, but that's just more of the bullshit where, you know, Tim Walls is the same as Cuomo when it comes to, um, you know, how they're handling this and, and how they're keeping, you know, Minnesota is the top state for uh, senior deaths for uh for um assisted living and um um what's what's the word for old folks homes nursing homes. nursing homes i don't know why i wasn't maybe i belong there but anyways so nursing homes and assisted living minnesota is right up there i think we're a couple percentage points above new york per capita of the death rate from covid so we're like it like upper 80 percent or something like that of the death rates are in these assisted living homes in minnesota whereas nationwide it's like the it's like a third of the deaths have been uh in in the assisted living and nursing homes well what i heard and this is an important distinction if it's true is that there's a difference the difference between assisted living and nursing home is assisted living is like hey you move there because you know you don't you don't want to mow the lawn and do all that stuff and you might have um, you know, some underlying health issues and you just want to have all that stuff closer. They tend to be a little more younger and more yeah. vibrant. Whereas nursing home is, that's the, it's like a step on the way to hospice. Right. But I, I still, I, I still think there's a, there's a distinction between the two, but I still think with the way the government should have intervened, if you're thinking, if you found out right away that people above a certain age group are the ones that are vulnerable, you lump them together in your actions you go okay well if you've got assisted living where you've got the majority of the people living there are above let's say 65 and then you've got your nursing homes where people are usually above 65 sometimes under but with really severe health conditions but usually over 65 with more severe health conditions you still can have the same plan for the two and say that we're going to have higher screening for the people working there and uh, make sure that we deliver all of our ppp products to them first along with the hospitals and and we send that that money that we we're spending on all kinds of nonsense. We could spend that money on delivery, food, um, you know, making sure that they get health care from the hospitals. Since the hospitals were not over, over, um, overrun with COVID, they had yes, the, they were. They had the time. They had the manpower because they were laying. They've started laying off nurses and 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 uh, healthcare professionals. So take those and put them and say, hey, here's here's the deal. You're gonna instead of waiting at the hospital for these cases that never showed up, we're gonna start sending you to these facilities to actually go and make in-home um you know visits to these elderly people and then also you're going to be training these people that work there that aren't you know like at the assistant uh, care they're not medical workers there they're just staff but we're going to be training them that's all the kind of shit i would have done immediately are you governor. running for governor well if we look back at the shit I, t- I said on the podcast when they first started i said that right away why are we fucking not putting this money, this bullshit that we're giving the $600 extra and all that kind of shit that everybody's getting that are able-bodied. Why are we not putting that money to helping the people that are in, in need, that are vulnerable? I said that right away. It's it's no-brainer. So what's the rest of your platform? Sir? I know. I, I'm telling you. I'm on the verge, man. <laughs> the verge of what? Uh, either running for office or forming militia. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> what if you form a militia to run for office? <laughs> That's my militia party. <laughs> yeah. so. um, first of all, I just take exception to one thing you said. Okay. Look, those hospitals were overwhelmed, and you know how I know that? How do you know because that? Because those nurses were making TikTok videos just to blow off steam. Oh, yeah, you because know, they had so much. They were overwhelmed with the They were overwhelmed. The that's that, all that's they, what they needed to do. That's all they could do to maintain. Yeah. 
Well, you can understand that. Yeah. Of course you can understand that. So, I mean, if they had had lots of time on their hands, they wouldn't have been making TikTok videos. Yeah. Do you understand? (laughs) Just so you get that now. Um, You know, speaking of cops, though, did you hear that Seattle cop that got fired for posting the video? I did, but what's the update? So he, he, well, the update is he's got half a million bucks in his GoFundMe for his legal defense. But so for those who don't know, it was a Seattle police officer, and I got his name here. Sorry. Um, He posted a video that was very reasonable. Uh, Port of Seattle police officer Greg Anderson. As a police officer, I'm compelled to make this video. That one? Yeah. So he's a a vet. He's been a cop for a while, and he basically was saying, look, to other officers, you can't be enforcing this tyrannical stuff. You can't. And for a couple reasons. One, we have rights. And two, people aren't going to stand for it. He goes, I don't want to see cops get hurt. And I especially don't want to see citizens get hurt. He goes, but that's what we're pushing people towards. Um, and I heard someone today say, uh, well, to finish this story, he, um, he got fired because his video went up and it had it was up for about three hours, he said, and he had people in his department, including his supervisor, uh, texting him saying, hey, great job. You know, we love it. That's all the stuff we want to say. Three or four hours later, it apparently had like 458,000 views. Mm-hmm. And his boss called him and said, I don't know if his boss and his supervisor were the same person. Boss called him and said, okay, cool. We've had our fun and everything. Take it down. And he said, I won't take it down. And they fired him for um, violating the social media policy. I can understand having a social media policy. I, I get that. But this is this is the cops. This is not a private business. So that may muddy the waters a little right. too. But the other thing is the guy's right. You know, and we talked about a couple episodes we felt like we've been ragging on cops. This guy was right. And apparently there are other cops in the force that agree with him. I think there are a lot of cops nationwide who agree with him. Um, we need to We need to keep this in mind. That we don't just surrender this. That we're just giving up liberty left and right by doing stupid things. And I heard someone today, a conversation I was having, saying a relative told them, very conservative relative, when someone said, put the mask, you know, you got to put the mask on. He goes, yep, and just get on the train, you know. And your first reaction to that is sort of to go, ah, that might be a little extreme. But if you think about it, and I don't think we're headed toward a Holocaust. That's not what I'm getting at. But the reason, you know, the Germans were able to kill so many Jews or Stalin was able to kill so many people or who, name somebody is because the people who they took first complied. Yeah. And we're reaching a point, I think, where people are done with compliance. And I don't think some of these governors understand that. I honestly feel like. Well, Tony Evers in Wisconsin, he gave up. He stopped fighting it because, I mean, he threw in the towel. He's like, I, what are you going to do? Yeah. Well, he had the legislature against him, too, so that didn't, that yeah. didn't help his, his cause. But I also think he's a weak human being. Right. Um, so, but, you know, to his credit, whether it was out of fear, cuckatude, which is probably a healthy dose of it, or just realizing the fight's over, um, he tapped out. I honestly believe Walls is starting to loosen some of these restrictions, you know, turn these dials like he's talking about. I think he's doing some of that because this started out for a lot of people like I was talking to you about this today. It's like uh, get away from the fence, back up, get in line, do what we say. And then, you know, as people get more restless, these government officials are kind of looking at each other like the fence is going to hold. Right. Hmm. And pretty soon they start going, what if they just rush the fence? And now they're starting to say, um, hey, how about we do this? How about we open up places to get haircuts and and uh, maybe some gyms with some real – no churches yet. But, you know, uh, and restaurants can do 25% capacity. And they're just hoping that is going to hold people off. Because yeah. I think a lot of them, and I think Walls is one of them, are realizing that you govern with the consent of the governed. You govern through compliance. Yeah, he thought he thought that he could just uh, unilaterally and without any kind of um, just order deadline, people. just keep 
telling people what to do and just extend his authority. So, you know, you have what's the what's the uh, emergency measures authority supposed to be what? It depends on the state. Yeah, whatever it was, he just kept extending it. It's like, you know, I can just keep extending it. Why not? Yeah, I, have, I I believe this is how we need to do things, and I don't need this uh, uh this this uh the Republicans to try to muddy the waters and tell me what I can and can't do for their their constituents. I'm gonna I'm gonna decide because I know better. Yeah, and all of a sudden he's like you said, realizing that there's gonna be pushback and it might get bad, but yeah, they're they're still doing this thing where people are complying too much based on what they think is gonna happen. Like, well, he's gonna loosen the religion, so let's just wait and see. Let's wait and see. And and uh, what I hate to see is like there was a bar owner, Shady's Bar in Minnesota. Yep. Here. Yeah, Albany, he, Minnesota. He owns a few bars, like six. seven or six or seven bars, and he wanted to open early. You know, not much earlier, like a week. And he had a shitload of like safety protocols that he had he had set up. And all he had to do, all someone had to do, Attorney General who who harassed the shit out of him. Um, um, and called him or basically uh, sent a letter saying we're going to fine you 25000 per restaurant per day that you're open early without asking, well, what, what safety protocols? Maybe we can work with you. I think no. it was 35 Yeah. So so this is what they're doing. And, and arrest patrons. Yeah. So this guy this guy was going to open regardless because they said someone set up a GoFundMe for him, one of his managers, and just got flooded with money for, for the legal defense. And he got like close to 200000 like within a few days. Um, so they said, well, you know what, fuck it. Even though they say they're going to fine us, we're still going to open. But then the day of that he was going to open early, something else happened. I don't know exactly what happened, but he got another, and his lawyer said, don't open. So he didn't open. And I'm like, why not at this point? You know, you got all that money backing you up. And it's kind of bullshit if you're, and then if you don't fight it right now and you go, well, it's only going to be a couple days and they'll let us open. Then the next time this happens, you're going to have to do it all fucking over again. Start fresh. Get this lawsuit going. Get it decided in the courts, get, you know, so that they can't fucking pull this shit again. Well, I think what happened is Keith Ellison said they were going to fine him, state attorney general. They were going to fine him uh, 35000 a day per restaurant. Yeah, and then take his license and all that, liquor yeah, license. Yeah, and, all and that his kind of lawyer stuff. was saying if they take your license, you're in trouble. Like that that uh, 77-year-old barber in Michigan yeah. we talked about. I mean, they they ruined the guy. Yeah. They, took a, they took away his license. So even if even when barbershops can open, he's no longer in business. Yeah, but he, didn't he still say – isn't he still saying the only time I'll shut down is if they come in and cuff me? I don't know if that was that, that guy. That was him, I believe. Yeah, that was him. I don't know what's happened since then, but he, he I, I believe he'll stick to that. Uh, he said, uh, the only way I'll shut down is if, if they come in and cuff me or Jesus walks through the door or something. Yeah. Why would you, why'd you shut down and give Jesus a haircut? It's, he just looks like a hippie anyway. <laughs> but um, I, I really think that this guy, I don't know the back history, so I'm not going to come down too hard on the owner of Shady's. Because um, I, I heard him get interviewed in the local radio show. He seems like a decent guy. seems like he's trying to do the right thing and that he's kind of blown away by the support. And he wanted to open because of that because he thought, you know, this money is not going to go in my pocket. This this money from this GoFundMe is going to go to help, you know, help the lawsuit. And if if there's extra, it's going to go to help other businesses with their lawsuits. I'm like, do it, do it, do it. Because if you back down now, and everything opens up, and the courts go, well, you know, there's nothing we can do now, and they're going to trust me, this will happen again. Um, then you'll have to start fresh. Why not? Why not take it? And, and you've got you got a lot of people backing you right now. Do it. Well, let me paint a scenario which i'm again not in support of but just sort of spitballing here what happens if okay it's a different game than would you rather what happens if we have another one of these things somewhere you know let's say the guy opened shady's he had a lot of people there Mm -hmm. i would say there were a good 100 200 people there supporting him so these people are in there. The cops show up. The cops say, hey, you know, we got to you got to close. And he goes, fuck you. I'm not closing. And they go, OK, we're going to arrest you. And he goes, fine, we're not closing. And they go, OK, we're going to arrest everybody in this bar. Well, now you got cops who just raised the temperature on this. What if there's a person in there with a weapon? Shoot somebody, shoots a cop, something like that. Um, that's a that's a bad thing. Nobody wants that to happen. Okay, but four or five people get hurt. That's obviously going to be a national news story. It's going to make it even more polarizing. What's going to happen at the next one? You know, like like what's going to happen? Are the next people who open a business when they're not supposed to just going to comply? And the cops will say, we don't want to have this happen again. Or 
do the cops show up like they did in Texas at that bar with an APC, an armored personnel carrier, you know, and that raises the temperature on this. So I'm worried about those kinds of things. You can't keep hurting people, you know, hurting, not hurting, um, before somebody just decides they've had too much of it. And we're, I think we're getting dangerously well, close to did, that. You heard about the gym that opened in Philadelphia, right? Attilly's gym. All right. So this was a Belmar gym open owners who reopened were cited and a member was arrested as a local police crackdown. So this was, yeah, Attilly's gym. So initially he opened and the police yep. came in and said, okay, we've got orders saying that. Chief of police. Yep. He came in and said, here's the thing. You're in violation. Have a good day. Left. So about two hours later, police showed up again with a citation. And they also arrested a guy who wouldn't give a, a member who would not give his his name, his information to the police. They arrested him because they said anybody in here is in violation. We're taking your names and in, in order to what track spread. Who knows what, the, what it was? I could read the article here, but it's bullshit. Anyway, whatever the reason was that they were going to take his information. They have no fucking right to take his information. This guy at the gym, this this member that showed up. But even if even if you could argue that they had a right to take it, we're arresting people for going to a gym. But we're letting criminals out of jail because we're worried they're going to get infected. Right. Yeah. This is cloud cuckoo land. This is completely upside down. Here's, well, talk about cuckoo land stuff. Here's a tweet from Hillary Clinton. And I can't remember what this was in response Who? to Hillary Clinton. Who's that? Yeah. Armed men storming a legislature to disrupt its democratic proceedings is domestic terrorism. It cannot be tolerated. Remember they, what that was in response to? They stormed the legislature like she got shot at landing yeah. in Bosnia. Yeah. But there's a response from this guy named Benny that says, Hillary only calls peaceful, law-abiding U.S. citizens terrorists. Islamic militants who stormed our embassy and butchered innocent Americans in Benghazi, they were protesters angry about a YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> she called them protesters. Yeah. They murdered. They, they helped to facilitate the murder of, a, of our um, M, uh, ambassador. Ambassador there. So, I mean, that's the kind of nonsense. And another, here's another uh, um, funny post about the nonsense of it. Uh, Mayor, Mayor D uh, de Blasio threatened to have authority set up fences at beaches if people ignore social distancing guidelines. You want to walk along the beach or sit on the beach for a while? Fine. No swimming, no parties, no sports is what he said. So basically, he's going to, if people, you know, started doing that, they're going to put up uh, uh, fencing. And so Anomaly, he's a guy who does uh, YouTube videos, like the guy. He's like a hip hop artist guy, but he's. He does a commentary, kind of like Tim Pool, um, and he writes uh, on Twitter. He goes, "Border walls to keep tax-paying citizens off beaches. Good. Border wall for country. Bad. <laughs> so, clown world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's that's exactly what we're getting at here. I mean, the hypocrisy and the double standards is just. Oh well, and we're going to talk about more. We're going to get so much to talk about with so little time, uh, and we got to do would you rather's because our listeners demand it. Do they? <laughs> in my mind they do okay but there's you know talk about the the um what what do you think is going to happen we're going to talk about ahmad Ar arbery coming up and um there's reports out that the that no matter what you think of that case the hype right away was that you know um innocent black man jogging his neighborhood is murdered by two rednecks basically that's that's the news of the day so this is news that most people, I brought this up, but most people haven't heard this, that there was two elderly white people that were visiting their dead son in a cemetery, were murdered by a black man using a hunting rifle who was set up in the woods nearby, S sniped him, killed him. He was end up eventually killed by the police. Um, but there's reports saying that looking at his history, his um, social media, that he was influenced by their reporting on the Aubrey case to do this. So are they responsible? Is the media responsible for somewhat responsible for this i think so i think you could trace the responsibility back to them better than you could trace uh covid deaths back to me for not wearing a fucking mask well but wait i heard that those that elderly couple they were prison guards in uh in uh the holocaust so they, so they had it coming yeah okay but but now that's tricky because apparently murdering jews is okay now oh. so i, I it's know you know it's changing all, all the time well, let's do some would you rather. Okay. Because we're already 45 minutes into this. I know. I'm like, I'm like I got the next subject I got to talk about really quick. <laughs> Honestly, with all the stuff going on, it's like we could do this every other day. Right. All right. Would you rather lose the ability to see your reflection or lose feeling in all of your fingertips? Now, if it would have said dick, that would have made a difference. Uh, reflection. 
lose the ability to see could, your reflection. You could just take pictures. Ah, yeah, with your, your phone, you just take a little picture. Oh, yeah. My hair's out of place. I can, yeah. Or uh, you could just you can just do like I do anyway and be like, I really don't care what I look like. Yeah, I don't want to lose feeling in my fingertips. So, yeah, we agree on that one, I think. Uh, would you rather have the ability to fix anything broken or the ability to create new technology? Depends on what the new technology is. Like a Rube Goldberg machine? Yeah. <laughs> well, I... It, Some nonsensical machine that really doesn't contribute to anything, but it's new. Yeah. I asked a friend of mine this once. Well, like a Rubik's Cube. It doesn't do anything, yeah. but it... Well, if it makes money. Takes a country by storm kind yeah. of thing. If you could... And my friend thought this was a poor uh, reflection on society. And I said, I think it's just human nature. If you could invent... If you, if you had in one hand the cure to cancer... And the other hand, something that tasted like sugar, you know, whatever, made chocolate cake, yeah. not only even just as delicious as it is, but made it zero calorie. So some substance that made all the food that's bad for you, fried chicken and all that, be like zero calorie. Which one of those would make you more money? Yeah. The second one. Yeah. And, you know, you could you could cure cancer or you could yeah, make all, people not fat. It all comes down to if, if it's create new technology, but you get to choose that technology. So you, zero point energy, boom, done. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take that. But uh, yeah, I think uh, like practically, if they're saying okay, we're not going to go ridiculous here, I'd probably be able to. I mean, being able to repair like MacGyver shit is pretty nice. Yeah, be able to fix anything would be yeah. awesome. So, um, would you rather watch movies with subtitles only or watch movies with no music soundtrack? Oh, no music soundtrack. Oh, I'd go with subtitles. I mean, I can watch sub. I, I watch subtitles all the time. I hate subtitles movies. What's the one, the Korean picture that won? Parasite. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm sure it's a great movie. I have refused to watch it at this point because I hate subtitles. No, I actually, sometimes I appreciate them because a lot of times I'm re- rewinding to hear what someone said because it's very subtle or you missed something important. I'm, I'm constantly doing that. So sub- subtitles don't bother me. I used to watch foreign, like, you know, Chinese and Japanese movies all the time when I was younger. So I got used to it, you know, like the, what John Woo movies. Remember that back in the day in the nineties, it's interesting that you went to Chinese and Japanese for yeah, subtitles. Huh? Yeah. Racist. <laughs> no longer. So not now with my Chinese bigotry on full, full effect. Speaking of which we're sitting at the dinner table last night. Um, and it was, uh, I, I can't remember how the song came up, but we're talking about the, one little, two little, three little Indian song. Yeah. Do you remember that yeah. from when you were a kid? My wife looks at me and goes, well, we can't sing that now because it's racist. And I'm like, but it's not racist. And she, was, she wasn't she was being serious. Right. She wasn't scolding me for it. She goes, yeah, you couldn't sing that in school. Like, it's not racist. It's a fucking song. It doesn't go all, one little, two little, three little, drunk homeless, you know. I mean, <laughs> it it doesn't do that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so movies without um, music soundtrack, you're us- you're losing a lot of the impact of that movie. And because I, I probably would notice it later, like, like, but especially like thrillers and horror movies, they have that music helps kind of like get the get you set up for the for yeah the maybe payoff maybe and maybe I would regret that decision, but my decision is still I hate subtitles. Yeah. Oh, we're opposite there. Uh, one more. God. Would you rather find a village of imps? Or a forest of dryad trees. Um, I don't know because imps are bad and dryads pull you into trees. So yeah, dryads are spirit tree Played spirits. Way right? too much D and D as a kid to know. Okay, that, you know, know yeah, I didn't stuff. even I I knew of dryad trees. I just didn't know what the what the hell they. I can't remember what the what their deal is. Neither one is good. Like um, imps are just little evil things. But yeah, uh, village of imps. They they're like basically miniature devils. Yeah, they're little like little demons that aren't quite as powerful as big demons. They, they're not they, really they're power, mischievous. They're not really right? powerful they, at all. They pull little pranks and tricks. And Gremlins. Oh, That's what they basically. are. But um, but dryads. I mean, they like kidnap people and. Yeah, they're more like fae, right? They're the ones that yeah take them into their tree for a year or two at a time. Yeah. Uh, so I take the village of imps because at least you can just at least they're physical things that aren't gonna fuck with your brain. Yeah, and, you just start wading through them with a baseball bat. You know. Yeah, yeah. It'd be fun actually. Because they deserve it. I don't know about that. All right. That's enough. Would you rather? So what you're saying is it's okay for you to hit evil people with a baseball bat. Yes. And uh, whoever you deem evil, it's okay. That seems to be the left's uh, Okay, Nancy. Yeah, exactly. All right, Nancy. Right. So you want to talk about the the Ahmed Arbery case. Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to disagree on some stuff here. Yeah. 
So anybody that uh, doesn't know what that's about, it's the... Has been living under a rock and doesn't know who O.J. Simpson is. The media has been hyping this up that... uh, uh, And one of the headlines was a black man jogging in his neighborhood shot and killed by father's son uh, in a racially motivated uh, murder or something like that. You know, so that's basically... Part of that is right. Yeah. So... Uh, turns out this guy was casing uh, unfinished home and had done it multiple times. Probably, and they had had just the week prior they had had uh, uh, a vehicle that was robbed and had a gun stolen out of it. That kind of stuff. Okay, so, the first part of that is the first thing I'm going to disagree with that he was casing it for a robbery. Of course he was. Eh. Why would you disagree with that? Uh, well, first of all, because the video that shows him in the home more shows, than more than one video, right? Shows lots of people going through the home, and there was nothing in the home to steal. Yeah, but there's there's more than one video of him too. There's no, more than that day video. There's I, multiple videos of him on different days going there. I get that, but there are a lot of people in and out of that house. Right. So I don't know illegally. If he, I don't know if he's yeah. in the place. Yeah. I don't. Well, actually, looking, looking for shit to steal. Technically, I don't think you're there illegally unless there's a no trespassing sign. Uh, there's it according to the stat, statutes in different states, and I think this their state is thing. If it's a a home meant for for uh, uh, to be um, lived in by a, you know, if it's not a business, if it's built as a home, it's considered a dwelling. And it's, if you're in there, you're trespassing without, regardless of trespassing okay. sign. Well, in Minnesota, I know you yeah, have to put I a know. trespassing sign up. I've listened to um, Tate, uh, Officer Tatum. He has a, a YouTube. Um, yeah, Brandon Tatum. Yeah, Brandon Tatum has a YouTube video. And he had a big, like a half an hour or more argument with some guy that said he was a lawyer about the whole deal. And he they had statutes they were reading and all this stuff from, from the state. And he was pretty went over it pretty well and and tatum was taking the side of these two guys the father son and they said they had every right to perform that citizen's arrest actually they had every right to have a a shotgun in their hand because it's an open carry state and as a matter of fact if you're going to carry a shotgun you have to have it in the open now there's no indication that these guys that this guy that the son pointed the gun at arbury right so let's just since there's no indication that that happened let's go with the fact that he was armed with that with that shotgun but he wasn't, he was legally holding it. Yes, yeah, I, so, I don't disagree with any and of that. Just because you have uh, the right to carry a weapon um, doesn't mean that all of a sudden, because you're carrying that weapon, you have no right to perform assistance arrest or no right to you know, engage in any other um, legal activity. So the fact that this guy had a rifle is neither here nor there for the citizen's arrest. But the fact that he shot him is, the, is what we're talking about is self-defense since he was it could be considered self-defense since the guy rushed at him. So, yeah, but the video also shows them blocking the stopped ahead of him. Yeah, but that wasn't blocking his path. The guy no. ran around to the right and then circled back to the sun. And the thing is, it was out in the open in the in the public in full view of neighbors. So it wasn't like he was cornered in a secluded area where you know, okay, I I think these guys are gonna just shoot me, leave me for dead. It doesn't matter. They, they were out in public. Full view of all the neighbors. Um, it's a different scenario right there. So, and they weren't blocking his way. He could he could have turned around, run the other way. He could have run left. He could have run right. He ran around the truck, and then he circled back and went after the guy with the gun. Yeah, I don't know. Where not, here's the thing about this: I wasn't initially inclined to take their side on this because I I heard the same reports everybody else heard, and I go, "Ooh, that sounds bad." I'm not gonna. I wasn't gonna jump to their defense right away. So, but after looking into it more and more and thinking about it and going, okay, what if I know that someone is committing a felony in my neighborhood and I see them, the aftermath of it, like my neighbor goes, I just saw this guy coming out of this house and, and, uh, you know, he was casing the joint or he was, he was looking to rob the place. And I go, okay, well, I'm going to go question and say, what the fuck are you doing here? I happen to have my gun on me. I'm not going to go, well, I'm carrying my gun. I better not. No, I just go, I I catch up the guy, go, hey, hey, hey. And if he runs, I go after him. Hey, dude, what are you doing? Why are you here? And if for some reason I had the inclination that he's running from me. And if he was a black guy and said, fuck you, you'd shoot him. I would not. (laughs) But after kind of contemplating this and and going through the scenarios, I go, I'm not going to automatically assume they they did something wrong. No, I, I get that. I think there are, there's plenty of blame to go around here. Look, this kid wasn't in his neighborhood. He's 10 yeah. miles from home. And that's another thing a lot of the media reports are saying. He was jogging in his neighborhood. He He's not jogging. I mean, no. he was doing something. And But on the other side of that, there's nothing in that house to steal. I mean, it's a shell of a house at this point. It's got a dirt floor in it. 
Right, but the thing about these these uh, construction sites is a lot of times there are like super expensive tools left behind at these, and that's what you're expecting. Or copper piping. There's all kinds of construction materials that are worth a lot of money at these places that these criminals know they can get good money for. At home sites, tools generally not tools and copper and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So and and here's the thing: they're a criminal. What are they thinking? They they they'll boost somebody something for five bucks. Yeah, maybe. You know. But I still I, – I mean he shouldn't have been there. I don't think he was there for good reason, but I don't know that for sure. I do know that a lot of people were going in and out of those houses. I've gone through – in my neighborhood when they were building houses, I've gone through them just to look and see what the layout was. Do I think he was going through to look and see the layout? No, I don't, but whatever. I don't think it was a good idea for these guys to chase him down. Probably not a good idea, but if you can reasonably assume that if the guy walked in there, a neighbor – Saw it happen, got on the phone. The guy spots this neighbor on the phone, takes off running. So obviously he thought he was doing something wrong. You can, as a reasonable person, decide, okay, hey, he's probably up to no good. He was probably in there illegally. I'm going to question why he was doing that. Right, but at that point, if he's running because he saw the neighbor see him, do you think he's coming back? Yes. Uh, I I disagree. I I think he'll tell his buddies or he'll come back and... You know, you have to confront this. You can't just let it go. It's like the broken windows thing. Yeah, but see, that's where I disagree. I just think, you know, chasing him down the street, I don't think was a good idea. I really don't. Mm. They put themselves in a situation that they shouldn't have been in. I think. I I don't think they did it because it was racially motivated. I don't believe any of that. I just believe they put themselves in a bad situation. Yeah, you can believe it was putting yourself in a bad situation, but, um, like, if, if my neighborhood's out looking out, looking out for everybody in my neighborhood, and there, there's been reports of robberies already. And I'm, I'm going, yeah, if you see this guy again, let me know. I'll call the cops. Oh, and I call the cops and they show up and they go, was he here? No. Okay. Call us next time. And that shit keeps happening. It's like, you gotta, you gotta let the guy know, Hey, we're on to you. Yeah. I mean, I get that too, but you know, part of the story, you talk about robberies before one of these guys is saying their gun got stolen out of their truck. Well, not, not, not his gun. They had reports. Of yeah. It was one of them. Gun. Well, what I heard was that somebody else's gun. Well, who knows? I'm not trusting a whole lot of yeah. the reporting. I heard it was one of their. Tr- Here's my other question: Why the fuck is your gun in your truck? Why? Well, I mean, unsecured. I, I get, I, well, unsecured is is one thing, but I have left um, a firearm in my little clamshell case in my car because I actually forgot I put it there, and it's been in a case. But those clamshell cases aren't super secure. They've got a little wire, basically a metal wire connecting it. You know, so if somebody's got a little bolt cutters or whatever, they can snap that that cable pretty easy yeah. and i don't leave it in there generally speaking you know overnight or anything but some once in a while you go oh, shit next morning you're like fuck i forgot to take my gun out of my car so if you know where uh crow parks is prius <laughs> you can break in there and take his gun so i i don't know i think those guys okay regardless of whether it was a good idea or not i mean i i think it's a reasonable either way to go i'm not going to come down anybody going well he shouldn't have done that okay sure um the problem is, I think the big problem here is the same problem we've had over the past years is the media hyping the racial aspect. Absolutely. Of it. Yep. And I'll that's where we get to the point where they're stoking racial hatred, especially of black people against white people. And they're saying, like, it's the same thing when you hear that Jewish people are getting attacked. Like, in order, the, the, um, uh, the numbers of racially motivated attacks against Jewish people in New York is skyrocketing. Well, that's because of Trump. And we need to go after these um, these militias and these Trump people because they're, they're – but here's the thing. If you look at the stats, guess who's attacking the Jewish people? Those uh, militia people in Idaho? Not white militia people from Idaho. <sighs> guess who it is? Who? Black people. No. Black men. No. Yeah, you're not hearing that. Well, you know what? They, they've been indoctrinated by the black militia – or the uh, militia people in Idaho. Right. So you're, you're basically not hearing facts and you're just hearing the narrative that white, m- m- white man bad. And, and – Black people, just your average people, um, are hearing news reports of, you know, white people running down black people, police police uh, targeting uh, black people, um, and and it's nonstop, and you never hear anything else. You would think that um, the majority of racial crimes that are perpetrated against another race in this country, you would you would assume, listening to the mainstream media, that white people were rampaging against people of color. They aren't. Uh, the stats are. Um, Really shocking, but they're not shocking the way the media wants you to believe they're shocking. They're shocking the fact that you've got 13% of the population doing 87% of the racial crimes. Look, I just turned the TV on and let it tell me what to say. And let's, let's talk. And I'm not coming down on black people, all right? I'm not saying black, all black people are. Why are you winking? <laughs> you got to quit doing that. Uh, you got to quit calling me out. 
Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I see the ready for the boogaloo shirt, and I yeah, think so, so. You've got. Oh, sorry. It says big igloo. Supposedly, <laughs> the thir- there's a stat that you can't bring up on YouTube and social media because they'll they'll ban you off of it. And it's basically that what they say is, 13 percent of the population committing 87 percent of the crimes, which means. Oh, population you black. hateful, racist yeah. bastard. And, and if actually, if you cut that down more, 13% of the population is black, but they're not, black people aren't committing all these crimes. It's a very small subset of young black males between the ages of 18 and 43 or something. Oh, like you tripled down on so it. So it's like 6% of the population. Oh. And then let's not even talk about uh, interracial rape. I Oh, I can't even look at you. <laughs> I know. So if you look at interracial rape, uh, I said I, let's not talk about it, but we're going to really quick. Then you're going to talk because about it. Because when it comes to what interracial are you, a wife? rape, you've got... It's, it's statistically negligible, uh, white against black rape. And then the other way around is, is massive. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head to begin. But the thing is, I'm not trying to do this to say that, you know, black people are just innately criminal. Stop winking. <laughs> but but you got to call out. You got to statistically, you got to call out what it is and the truth of it. And then if you're going to be a, a reporter and report on it, you report on it and let people decide on their own. You don't try to try to. Um, sculpt a narrative by omitting facts and omitting it and then trying to say, well, the majority of crimes committed against people in this country are you know, white people against people. Do you know why black people do it, though? White people made them. And white fragility and all that uh, patriarchy, all that kind of stuff, right? So, okay, let's get back to my point here. The Abed, uh, Ahmed Ar- Arbery case is a typical example of that, where they say, oh, uh, a white father and son uh, ran down a black man jogging and murdered him in cold blood. So guess now you another story that came out within a few days of that was uh, this case of and I got this one pulled up Delaware couple. You hear about this? I, I brought this up before, but um, a, a Paul and uh, Lydia Marino. So Paul was 86. His wife was 85. They were shot and killed at a Delaware Veterans Memorial Cemetery. Uh, they were visiting the grave of their son, who died in 2017. They were um, shot and killed by a man, a black man with a hunting rifle that had staked out the cemetery in order to kill white people. What did you get that from? Alpha News? Oh, even better, Daily Mail. What did you get it from? Right Wing Hatery? Yeah. Um, so there, uh, Lydia was pronounced dead at the scene. Her husband was shot in the back of the head, was taken to Christi- uh, Christiana Hospital, where he died later that day. They later discovered the 29-year-old suspect, Sheldon C. Francis, dead from a gunshot wound about six hours later in a woodland area. Um, And uh, police had come after him. So after a shootout with officers, Francis reportedly fled into nearby woods. Uh, Senior Corporal Heather Pepper, a state police spokeswoman, said last week, witnesses said he was wearing a black hoodie and was seen running across the grass. Authorities had used a reverse 911 system to warn area residents that there was an active shooter and and to shelter in place. Uh, They later released a statement saying that he was located deceased at approximately 4 p.m. on the date of the incident in a wooded area and he exchanged gunfire between him and officers so uh i know what really happened what this couple is the marinos they're 87 and 85 is that right yes okay so first of all they're italians so the white man hates them anyway right Sorry, fake news 86 and 85 okay 86 and 85 so um the white man found out they had COVID, right, and has been getting shit for boosting the statistics too much. So they shot them to bring the numbers down because the 87 or 88, you know, is the average death of the COVID patients. So this would bring the numbers down. It would, uh, it would get rid of a couple of uh, dirty Europeans, and uh, then they just found a random black guy. Uh, shot him, put a black hoodie on him, and left him in the woods. Your sarcastic humor is not helping with my rage. <laughs> um, so, so that's what happened. A black guy targeted white, a elderly white couple to, to murder. Do you hear? Do you have you heard any headlines shouting about how black men, young black men, are targeting elderly white people for murder? You know, uh, um, a, no assassination because the Illuminati doesn't usually tell and, this stuff, and that's not that wouldn't be appropriate either to do that. Now, here's the thing. Um, I don't know. This this is not a fact yet, so I, we'll look into it some more. But there's reports that on this guy, the Sheldon Francis, the, the guy who shot the elderly couple on his um, his social media, he had he had no, uh, seen reports of the Ahmed Arbery case and had been outraged by the fact that you've got white people gunning down innocent black people. So he went out to take revenge. That's the story that, that I'm hearing now. And if that's true, which I 
I, I wouldn't see why not. I mean, I, I, I guess I shouldn't say I wouldn't see why not, but I, it's believable, right? So if that's true, then those media that put those headlines out and uh, um, stoked that kind of resentment and that hatred, they, they have culpability in that murder of those two elderly people. No, I think this is what happens when a couple of white Georgia boys go out and mm. kill a black kid. <laughs> you getting angry yet? Do you see that shit eye? That's me shit eye. That's not even a good shit eye. Yeah. That's the, not the Greta Thunberg. No, you look more. T- <laughs> that's not even a Greta Thunberg. My kids ask me to do that face now all the time. Do the Greta face. <laughs> well, that's the picture that comes up on my phone when Brewster calls. <laughs> it's Greta. <laughs> so. Getting the Greta shit eye. How dare you? Uh-huh. Well, we got anything else to talk about? Uh, time, I mean, right? we got a lot of shit, but we're coming up on time. So if anybody has any stories they want us to cover um, or if they agree or disagree with us, Give us a uh, shoot us an email. It's rooster at bread and circuses podcast.com or crow at bread and circuses podcast.com. Check us out on our Facebook page at bread and circuses podcast. Like, share, comment, do all that stuff. See you. Bye.